0: You are listening to the Metabolic PCOS Coach Podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Rashmi Pawar, a gynecologist and a master certified life and weight coach who helps you reverse your PCOS to avoid all the complications associated with it while staying reversed for the rest of your life. Hello my friend and welcome to today's episode on ovulation induction. So ovulation induction is basically a medical procedure or medication or tablets or injections that are used to stimulate your ovaries to produce and release one or more eggs during a menstrual cycle. So this is typically done for women who are experiencing fertility problems due to issues with ovulation. Most commonly, PCOS women. So normally, the ovulation process happens in someone who doesn't have PCOS. If she has regular periods every month, her period is coming. That means she is making a natural egg every month. But if a period is not coming regularly, there is some irregularity, then that means she's not making an egg that month. One of the causes could be PCOS. So the process of ovulation induction involves taking medications like clomiphene citrate, gonadotropins, letrozole. These medications, they stimulate the production of two hormones. That is follicle stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone in your brain these hormones are responsible for regulating the menstrual cycle and triggering ovulation so they normally rise and fall in our body and it's like a beautiful synchrony it's it's Beyond comprehension, even when I was a doctor and when I was studying to be a doctor and when I was trying to understand the menstrual cycle and the rise and fall of these hormones, it was so complex and yet so beautiful because the day I understood it, oh my God, I was like, wow, my human brain and my body and my ovaries are like so well connected with this cycle, cyclical rise and fall of these hormones and it's like a beautiful thing, like nothing that a computer can even match. <laughs> it's doing it on its own. So in PCOS, that's what gets stopped. The luteinizing hormone rises and it's it's supposed to rise only in during the ovulation, just before the ovulation. But in PCOS women, because of insulin resistance, this luteinizing hormone is high and they're not able to... You know, achieve that ovulation which a normal ovulating woman would achieve. So, what ovulation induction medications do in the form of oral medication or injection or combination of both is basically they bring down all the hormones, like the estrogen sometimes comes down. Like like clomiphene is something which will bring the estrogen down, and once the estrogen is down, the brain gets some sort of hint that you know, oh maybe I should start. Uh, making an egg, so the follicle stimulating hormone starts rising on its own. That's what it does. But even with clomiphene citrate, we need to monitor what is happening in the ovaries because the egg will rise. So the clomiphene citrate is going to work as FSH. It's going to trigger FSH in your brain, but and that follicular stimulating hormone is going to produce that follicle in which the mature egg is lying. And that egg needs to rupture at the right time. And again, if we leave our brain and our body at its mercy, it might not rupture on its own. So you might need another injection which mimics luteinizing hormone and they give it exactly when the the follicle has reached a particular size when it naturally ruptures. And that's when we give the injection. So this process needs to be closely monitored through ultrasounds or some hormone level testing to ensure that the eggs are maturing properly and that ovulation occurs at optimal time. And when the ovulation occurs, when the doctor tells you, okay, I've given you the injection to release an egg, so now you need to have sex in in 36 hours. Or if you're going for IVF or something, or IUI or something, that's when the sperms need to go in, or that's when the eggs need to be captured. So ovulation induction can increase the chances of conceiving, particularly for women with irregular cycles and those who do not regularly ovulate. It is often used in conjunction with other fertility treatments, such as IUI or IVF, to maximize the chances of successful pregnancy. Now, This is what the doctors are doing. But everything in medicine, like life actually, comes with its own baggage of complications and side effects. Now, as a life coach, I understand there is no such thing as complication. There is just like something good or something bad. And even if I have something bad, I can always redirect my mind to something better that's positive psychology and that's that's the capacity that our brain has that we can always do it and it's a skill the more we practice it we can get better at it but that's not what we are programmed we are programmed with negative psychology we are programmed with thinking of the negative and the worst case and suffering and the victimization and all of that so that's where most of my patients are and that's what happens when we intervene as doctors We go against nature, and then shit happens, and then there is more shit to correct. So there are side effects of ovulation induction. The side effects of ovulation induction can vary depending on the type of medication used, the dosage, and the individual response to that treatment. And this individual response is so much dependent on how much insulin resistance you have. So some common side effects of ovulation induction may include very common ones, are hot flashes because these medication mimic they bring down the hormones Um, so it just really suddenly feels like a menopausal woman who feels those hot flashes suddenly you feel warm sensations that can cause sweating and discomfort it can produce nausea and vomiting um, as a side effect because of the pure hormonal nature of the drug it can produce headaches uh, which can range from mild to severe. It can produce mood changes. Many of us will get depressed or get anxious or get irritable while undergoing this treatment. Now, these are something still which are very tolerable and they're not long-lasting. These are just like probably when you're taking the medication, something like Lomer or Letrozole, you'll take just for five days. But apart from that, suppose if you're taking injectables, I mean, in de, inject, <laughs> these injectable medications you need to take on your own or you need to go to a doctor to take it. And I know because I've given it to my patients and, and I've taken them. So I just would like to say they're painful. I mean, I don't know what your pain threshold is, but taking an injection every day um, for at least like two, three weeks. And some some doctors would recommend some more injections. And there are some more injections that you continue taking throughout pregnancy every day. All this all this you're willing to go through to have the baby. And it is all avoidable by just reversing TCS. Understand this. There's so much pain just because you're not reversing TCS before you get pregnant. And I'm going to tell you more about that at the end of this. But but that is one of the biggest side effect, which I thought was something which everything else was acceptable to me. I was okay with hot flashes and nausea, vomiting, headaches, mood changes. I was okay with it. But I was not okay with the injections. It's so painful there every day so some injections in the beginning were just like a little bit of water but then the later on injections were very much oily and it just you get used to it but then it's painful the next big complication is ovarian hyper, hyperstimulation syndrome now this one is is rare but those who have pcos they are very prone to this um and it's potentially serious condition that can cause ovaries to swell up and they become very painful. I mean, normally the ovaries are like around three centimeter long, but in OHSS, ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, they swell up to almost seven, eight, nine, ten 10 centimeter long and they're like big, big boils on it. <laughs> the follicles which have grown, the cysts which are there, it's very painful. Both ovaries, they just suddenly swell up and ovary is a very, very delicate organ. organ. So it's a very painful condition. So OHSS is rare, but it can happen. And it happens purely because we have given you these medications. Now, generally the IVF people or the fertility doctors, they will take consent from you, that you understand what you're getting into. Ultimately, the doctor, of course, the doctor will try to minimize your risk of OHSS. And they have a lot of protocols to ensure that that doesn't happen. But still, it can happen because it happens. We we see it, we treat it. Many doctors won't report it because um, there are, you know, that just (laughs) gives a bad name to them, right? Like they keep focusing on, you want pregnancy, I'll give you pregnancy. You just have to go through all this hell for that. (laughs) So that's the attitude of so many of them. And that's the attitude of some patients also, like their husbands, the patient, women, all of them, they are willing to go through it because they are so desperate to have a baby. They just want it now this complication I can just go on and on talking about OHSS it's just I I get so emotional seeing my patients have it and that just is like completely it's very disturbing to see a patient whose tummy has suddenly swollen up because of water which has accumulated around these ovaries and the, the tummy has just stretched up and there's not much we can do. There's not much pain relief we can give. We can just monitor you and we can help you with some medication. And most patients would come out of it. Like the healthcare system is pretty advanced that way, but it's it's a lot of, lot of pain. So symptoms can include something like abdominal pain, <laughs> bloating, nausea, vomiting, difficulty breathing. In severe cases, it can lead to fluid accumulation in lungs and other organs, which can be life-threatening. The next complication that can happen is multiple pregnancies. So here, because naturally, if you're if you're trying to get pregnant naturally, you will just make one egg every month. So if it's one egg, chances of you became, like nature wants you to have only one baby at a time. That's normal. And very rare it is to have a natural twin pregnancy. Generally, it runs in the family. But if you see twins around, most of the time, non-identical twins, they're all through fertility treatment most of them because even non-identical twins happen naturally but the the, the incidence is so so low but when we stimulate your ovaries with even basic clomid we make multiple eggs so naturally you make only one egg but with ovulation induction you can make multiple eggs sometimes like 10 eggs like i I, when i went at the age of 35 37 36 i think when i went under ivf the doctor told me my ovarian reserve was low. I mean, that was like strange because I have PCOS. PCOS women generally have more ovarian reserve, but then my age was higher and my other ovary was like small. Even with that, with whatever stimulation he gave me, which was like very good stimulation, honestly, because I I didn't have many, I didn't have OHSS. <laughs> Thank God for that. But, and even with that, he could remove like 10 eggs or something. So, imagine how many eggs were produced. So, when you make so many eggs, the chances of you having multiple pregnancies increase drastically. Like, I'm talking about like things like twins, triplets, quadruplets, quintuplets. <laughs> there are Patients who have like five, six babies. And then when you have so many babies inside, the chances of your babies thriving inside are very low. So twins can sustain. Triplets are also hard. They come out early. Chances of miscarriages are high. Quadruplets and then all of this, the doctors will offer further embryo reduction procedures wherein they go in and kill some of your babies. Because you can't just remove pregnancies which are implanted. They will put lesser babies inside. But then still, if you have not done IVF, you have done Oclomid or something, you can have twins and triplets. And once you are twins and triplets, you can't really like, even with embryo reduction, wherein they're going in and trying to kill one baby, that baby might not die. I mean, it seems deadly to me to even think about it, but that happens and then they have to keep doing it. And then you might still lose the other one. It's it's all like fucked up. I'm sorry to use my language, but then really I, I have been very disturbed seeing what my patients go through and the resilience of women who go through all of this and I truly truly believe all of this can be bypassed if and only if we just reverse our PCOS especially if PCOS is your only problem now the next complication is ectopic pregnancy this is another fucked up shitty complication of ovulation induction because normally what happens pregnancy conceives in tubes and if our pregnancy is happening in the tubes it needs to come and stick in the uterus but if you have multiple tubes happening maybe eggs are release here and there and or you are doing ivf where you are putting the babies from down chances of ectopic pregnancy wherein the pregnancy has implanted not in the uterus in the normal place in the uterus but either on tubes, in the in your tubes or in ovaries, in the abdomen, or sometimes in the junction between the ovaries and the, the tube and the uterus, or sometimes in the cervix, all, all weird places, sometimes scar ectopics. There are weird ectopics that can happen and all of it, like especially if PCOS is your only problem, you don't have like husband issues or like um, tubal issues. If PCOS is the only issue, it can be avoided with just weight loss before pregnancy. Next is ovarian torsion. In this, this is a very rare one, but it's like serious complication where your swollen ovary due to OHSS can twist on itself, cutting off blood supply. And the symptoms include sudden severe abdominal pain, nausea, and vomiting. Heartbreaking. And the only way to untwist it is uh, to do a surgery. Sometimes we have to do the surgery when you're pregnant because you were pregnant, you got pregnant with your stimulation and then the ovaries were swollen and the baby is trying to grow and then the ovary twists somewhere around in 12 to 14 weeks and then we had to go in and rescue your ovary. Sometimes ovaries are not rescuable and you lose your ovaries. So that also can happen depending on the timing when the surgery is done and doctors don't generally jump into to operate on you especially if you're pregnant because it's not just the safety to the baby but also you're very high risk to have a surgery in pregnancy things are like all different in like your capacity to handle surgery is different when you're not pregnant so again avoidable with if PCOS is your only problem it can be avoided with weight loss and correcting your dietary habits you won't need if if you won't need, if you conceive naturally, you don't need ovulation induction medication. You don't get OHSS. You don't get ovarian torsion. You just bypass all of that. And the last complication that you can have is adverse reaction. Adverse reaction to medications. So some women can get an allergic response um, to some medication, which can be again life threatening. So the biggest problem with um, correct like if you think about it, like as I said all of this can be avoided, especially if PCOS is your only problem because infertility in patients can be due to no egg forming or there can be a tubal problem or there can be a uterus bed problem or there can be a sperm problem or a sex problem, right? But if all of those factors are in place and your only issue is PCOS, as in, which is a very common condition where you're not ovulating, The treatment is really, first line, easy, non-invasive treatment is if you try to lose weight naturally, you might get pregnant naturally because you don't have problems with making an egg. You have plenty of eggs on you. You just are like, because of insulin resistance, your LH is messed up, your FSH is not able to work properly, your hormones are imbalanced, so you can't make an egg naturally. But the moment you start losing weight, what happens is your insulin resistance starts improving. So you become insulin sensitive and your clock starts, the clockwork of your hormones start and you get pregnant like this. And then it's not a problem. But even with that, like if you continue eating healthily, then your pregnancy is sort of, you don't have diabetes in pregnancy, high blood pressure. You have not like risk of so many complications are so much lesser if you get pregnant naturally. So, the biggest hurdle like there are patients who will of course try to get pregnant naturally and they would um like they would try to lose weight they're very committed some of them are able to actually do it they go to the gym they start eating healthily because they are actually very like the belief that in their ability that they can control it is very high so um Many of them would hire a dietitian, a nutritionist, a gym coach who could serve as an accountability partner. But then there are many who have tried all of the above and still don't succeed. And then they are actually considering they are actually giving up halfway or have not even started with the work of weight loss because of the mental blocks that they have. Now, these patients are actually considering taking ovulation induction. Now I've seen these patients again. I've seen them months and months and months and months and years. (laughs) They will keep coming and taking Clomid. Like I'm not supposed to give Clomid so much, but still no doctor I will take properly. I will try to have sex with my husband. I I promise you these sort of conversations happen in our clinic because sometimes The patient actually gets the ovulation, but she's not able to have sex with her husband or a partner during that time because of the mental blocks. So the biggest problem with reversing PCOS and trying to get pregnant naturally is that our current mindset, our current lifestyle is very hardwired. It's almost next to impossible to do it on our own. So that's where I come in. I am an OBGYN physician for 15 years and a master certified life and weight coach for three years. And I've treated thousands of complications of PCOS, complications. I mean, I've treated tens of thousands of PCOS women, but I've treated thousands of complications due to PCOS, the ones which I have mentioned earlier. And I have reversed my own PCOS and stayed reversed for the last five years. So I'm doing all this work specifically for you, the one who has tried losing weight naturally uh, with the gym and the dieting, but no success, and is actually considering going for fortality treatment. If you have not tried life coaching, because I I, I don't think, I, my, none of my patients ever went to a therapist or a psychologist for this particular issues. Like, like a therapist and a psychologist would still like help them with their mind, but they will not like individualize and like be... Um, holding space for their dream of becoming a mother. They will literally just help you feel better in the moment. They will not help you stay committed to the process because that's what a life coach does. So if you've not tried life coaching, I would highly recommend you try it because as a life coach, I'm trained to understand what you're suffering right now and how how I can make you feel better right now. But at the same time, I will keep taking you forward towards your goal. Because my goal for you is not just a pregnancy, but an easy and enjoyable pregnancy and motherhood journey. So that's it for today, my friend. I hope I have scared you off <laughs> from ovulation induction. Listen, if you there are patients who have lost weight and not gotten pregnant naturally, and there are other factors in which case you might need fertility treatment. I'm not saying that you don't need to, like fertility treatment is bad like no it's not it's amazing it's beautiful thing it's a miracle that we can come up with these things but we are exploiting it now we are exploiting it and we are landing ourselves in bigger troubles and going undergoing a lot of discomfort because of not willing to take the discomfort of managing your mind to lose weight and correct your life lifestyle before we get pregnant so that's it for today if you are someone who's interested and using these services to help you achieve your health goal, your pregnancy goal, your motherhood goal, please reach out to me and I'll help you get started. All right, my friend, that's it for today. I'll see you next time. Hey, if you're ready to reverse your PCOS, I want to invite you to a discovery call with me to get started on your journey to reversing PCOS where you are going to lose the weight first the hardest part and then get to all your health goals by staying insulin sensitive for the rest of your life using my proven formula just head over to the link in bio to book your call i'll see you there